Welcome back for part two of my interview with Morton Sorensen, the Dividend Master. Make sure you tweet at InvestingPod and let me know your favorite dividend stock. Enjoy the rest of the interview. Uh, a question on one of your resources on, on your website was, why would someone waste $1,000 to get paid $20 a year in dividend? So I wanted you to answer that because I'm sure a lot of people are wondering that. Yeah, and, and that's also one of the very most uh, commonly asked questions I get. Uh, and, you know, uh, on on Instagram, if I share a, a quality dividend that could be quality dividend stock that could be at two or three percent they're saying well i'm getting thirty dollars on on a thousand dollar investment and uh, last week tesla increased by ten percent why would i not go for tesla so first of all um you the reason why i like dividend investing like i said before is that you're not relying on mr market to decide your returns you're sort of relying on the business operations and dividend investing is definitely not a get-rich-quick scheme. Um, if you look at most of Warren Buffett's biggest position, they all pay a dividend. And I think that says a lot. Um, and to basically to answer the question, I think the logic behind this is, is, is a bit flawed. Um, you know, some people also say, why would I wait 20 years to get my money back or something like that? And well, I think some of these people forget that you, while you're getting these dividends, you are still keeping all of your shares. And if you invest in stocks with consistent dividend growth and you are reinvesting the dividends you get every quarter, you will see the compounding accelerates over time. So one of the great examples I usually go to answering this question is, um, you know, one of the most favorite all-time stocks, I guess, is Coca-Cola. In the late 80s, if you invested $1 in Coca-Cola, um, today you would have, sorry, in 2020, you would have received 90 cents in dividends. That's a 90% um, return in one year in dividends alone. Um, that is what is called yield on cost, where you take the current uh, year's dividend and you divide it by your cost base. So let's just go over it again. If you invested $1 in Coca-Cola in the late 80s, in uh, 2020, one year alone, you would have gotten 90 cents back on that $1. And on top of that, that $1 would be worth $19 today uh, in, in share price alone. So you see that that dividend can be a massive driver of returns in the long term. But it is true that who cares about a 2% return in a year or two years. Um, but at the end of the day, this is what made Warren Buffett rich. Why wouldn't I use the same strategy? Almost sounded like real estate to me, right? Where you're buying a $30 mortgage, I mean, a 30-year mortgage, and you're investing your money into this property, and you're not going to, you're theoretically shouldn't see a real return on it until after you've paid your mortgage, right? But you're still building that equity over time. And, and it's kind of like the dividends where, yeah, you, you may not get your $1,000 back in the first year, but you still have that equity. Mm -hmm. And when you do pay it off, depending if you want to reinvest it with drip and pay it off faster, like paying your mortgage off faster, when it's all said and done, now you have a free asset and you've gotten all your returns back. So that's I, I 
thinking about it like that, I think uh, almost draws in another audience where dividend investing, if you're a real estate investor and you don't like the idea of investing in Tesla and watching your money go up $100 or down $100 in 20 minutes, you can invest in dividends and get the same feeling and approach it with the same experience that you do with real estate because you're essentially looking at it and doing the math in almost the same way, right? Yeah. I, I completely agree. I, I see a lot of uh, similarities between dividend investing and, and real estate uh, rental income, especially if, I mean, I'm, I'm not a real, invest, real estate investor myself, but um, and I, all I know is that you can do it in different ways. You can like uh, buy a very rundown house and you can uh, fix it and flip it. And then you then you are making money on basically Tesla like where you're saying oh the price increases and then you can also make money on on operating a a rental property where you say I buy it for I don't know a hundred k and uh, I have um, whatever expenses each year but the income will cover that and paying down the mortgage and then some and it's exactly the same idea you're focusing on the business operation of your uh, business in this uh, case the, the rental property and in other cases uh, if you do it with um, if you do it with dividend stocks it's the same thing you focus on you don't focus on if coca-cola went up uh, 1% or 5% or 10% the last month you're just focusing on getting that dividend income um, quarter after quarter and you're focusing on it increasing year after year after year and then with time, before you know it, you will have your 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 money back, and you will have seen a a great capital appreciation too. Nice, nice, nice. So, um, you have uh, other than this episode, where can they find more information? I want you to tell us. I know you have an ebook, which um, I love. Uh, you have an ebook, and you also have uh, a newsletter which is super detailed. And I, and I actually, like I told you before we started recording, I love that too. Ted, tell us about those two and how the average person can find more information on dividends um, other than following Dividend Club on Instagram, which go do that right now. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the first thing. Go follow us on, on Instagram. And I, I really appreciate it. And it, it's a great community. And um, that would be great to uh, get more people excited about dividend investing. So it's true. I have an ebook. Um, I, I, that was the first product I started um, writing. And then a little bit down the line, a lot of people in the community were asking, well, you post a lot. Could you maybe make it a little more uh, detailed about specific stocks? So in 2020, I launched a newsletter called the Dividend Insider. It's a monthly newsletter covering potentially undervalued dividend growth stocks. Um, and the strategy is to identify stocks at a valuation lower than the historic valuation, historic average valuation of the company and or the dividend yield would be above the historic average of the same company. So remember earlier I said that when the prices go down, the yield goes up. Uh, so this means that if the yield is high, it could potentially be, be, be undervalued. So with this strategy, we are essentially combining the two best things. We are getting a high starting yield, which means that you will get a higher return in dividend yield on your investment. And potentially, you would also see the capital appreciation of stocks that could be undervalued. So it's also a valuation play, so to speak. And um, this strategy identified great opportunities in 2020 
in in March or April we uh, covered uh, UPS um, at and at that time it was at ninety nine dollars. Uh, today it's at around one hundred and sixty, so it's a plus sixty percent return. Uh, Damn. Yeah, I mean Walgreens, uh, the the pharmacy in US uh, at forty three now at forty nine, so that's sixteen percent return. Uh, Bank of Montreal, uh, I'm particularly happy about that one. We we covered it at uh, $53. It's now at 77 That's a 43% return. And remember, it's the, the, the capital appreciation here is not even the, the main goal. It's just a secondary bonus. Um, and obviously, there's also some stocks that haven't materialized. This has gone very quick. Uh, I, I also covered uh, Bristol-Myers, which is a, a pharma... Uh, a medical company and they they are currently at minus two percent and ibm is also like around zero or two percent since i covered it but all in all the average return is 20 percent, and if you make it uh, an annualized return it's at 40 percent, and that's really good um for for a dividend investing strategy especially comparing it to the s p 500 which it did a little better last year but it was mainly driven by by the big tech giants which most of them don't even pay a dividend so so I'd say it's fair to say that the, the this strategy performed very well compared to the overall S and P 500 market. If you take away the the big five tech companies, so if uh, any of of your listeners are interested in 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 this newsletter, you know they can. You're just free to to reach out on Instagram at Dividend Club, and I'll give you a a free complimentary issue of of the newsletter. It is a paid service. Uh, it's usually thirty dollars. Uh, per month or 300 yearly uh, and for for your listeners today uh, you know as a thank you for them listening to your podcast and as a thank you to you for bringing me on the show i will give the first five people a, a big discount so instead of paying 300 yearly for the newsletter they can get it for a hundred dollars and on top of that i would also include the ebook you mentioned on on dividend investing so i mean this this is really a, a great deal um and I usually don't do these big discounts, so so it's for the first five people to contact me on Dividend Club. This uh, market correction created a lot of opportunities for, you know, long-term investors and especially dividend investors because mm-hmm. now you have this, you know, income-producing property and you got it for such a cheap price that, like you said, when you get 20% back within the first year, you're making your money back almost immediately. And now you have the rest of this, you have this, this drip coming in for the rest of your life. Um, how does somebody know if they should be getting dividend stocks or they should be getting growth stocks? Because there's a lot of people teaching how to find good growth stocks. So how should someone know which way they should kind of lean? Yeah. And I mean, um, I think the example I said before with, with Coca-Cola from the 80s show that the dividend stocks can also be growth stocks. Um, and that being said, um some dividend stocks also have very little or no capital appreciation at all. Uh, it really depends on, on where that company is specifically in, in their, what do you say, journey. So so some very mature companies don't really see a lot of growth. So so most of the, the return will come from, from, uh, from the dividends, right? But I mean, if you're more into capital appreci- appreciation, you can go for some IT dividend stocks like Apple or, or Visa, who both grow their dividends heavily. 
um, be aware that the dividend yield is currently very low. I think it's less than 1% for both of them. So, so the dividend would be a very small part of it. Um, that being said, um, I also, I, most of the, I should probably disclaim most of the stocks we covered today. Uh, I have in my own portfolio uh, and none of it is investment advice and all that. But um, I decided, I looked at, at Apple in, I think it was late 2018. And there the, the dividend was, was, I think, close to 2%. Uh, and there it made sense to me when I looked at, at, the, at the valuation and the dividend yield. And that's one of the parts uh, I like to look at when I when I do invest in dividend stocks. I like to compare the the current dividend yield with the five year average. And you asked where can the the the, the people go, like your listeners go, if they want to look this up. So um, the the five year average dividend yield is for free uh, to be found on Yahoo Finance. So basically, you want to make sure that if you if you like a company and you want to invest in it for dividend yield and you want to get it at a discount, it could be a good idea to check that that the current dividend yield is above the five year average, because again, if the dividend yield is high, it means the share price is low. So it could mean that you're getting it at a discount, and then again, you're setting yourself up for for a double dip or a double play. So you're getting the dividends and you're also getting uh, the capital appreciation. Um, and if if I can share another story with you just to highlight this uh, and, and all the listeners, uh, this is another example from my own portfolio. In, in 2017, the U.S. retail target was heavily out of favor. They had a terrible year, I have to admit that. And they had a, a, a non, not so successful adventure in, in Canada a, a few years prior. So in 2017, they had poor holiday sales uh, and et cetera. Um, and everyone was was afraid of uh, Amazon killing traditional brick and mortar, and the share price has, has, was in the basement, right? It, it was all the way down to the low fifties, and the dividend yield was was uh, at some points above four percent and at a very low valuation. And if you look at it today, the dividend yield is uh, less than one point five percent, and the share price is close to two hundred. Um, that's a sixty percent difference in starting yield. And some people might say, oh, if it's 1.5 or 1.8 or 2%, it's not that big of a difference. But my, my argument is that it really is. Um, and if you look at it, has Target drastically, uh, do they have a drastically different business today than they had five years, uh, four years ago? And my, my answer to that would be no. Uh, you know, did management make some tough decisions about, you know, especially about online sales? Yes, they did. They acquired uh, the company shipped and they are doing tremendously today with online sales. But Target has increased the dividend yield for, uh, sorry, the dividend for about some 50 years straight. Um, and I don't think this is the first time in those 50 years that Target has, has, an, has had an issue, right? And they have showed commitment about increasing their dividend for 50 years straight. And it also says a lot about Target because, and other companies who has increased their dividend for many years and many decades they know how to generate a cash flow, not only generate a cash flow, but increase it year on year. Um, and that's really part of uh, the part of the, the, the big reason why I like it, because, you know, as a company, you need to generate cash flow to cover the dividend payments. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, there's room for interpretation within the accounting standards and EPS measurements. So that means that the earnings per share, which is one of the most used financial metrics in investing, is to some degree down 
to the interpretation of the management of the company. And that means that it's difficult to compare numbers year after year. Um, so the management basically can, can impact the, the earnings per share by their accounting policies. At the end of the day, if a company has been able to raise the dividends for several decades, I'm not that worried about their accounting policies. They know what they're doing and they show commitment to the shareholders returning cash and dividends. And at the end of the day, what you need is cash to pay your bills. So yeah, they clearly know what they're doing. And and that's kind of, I guess, sums it up, right? So I bought Target when it was low in 2017. And today I have a healthy capital return and I have a great starting yield. And um, the best thing is that when I bought it, they they have increased the dividend yield, the, sorry, the dividend over the last four years too. So you're sort of getting like two two things from the best world. You're getting an, in, you start with a high dividend yield and it's increasing year over year. And on top of that, you have the capital appreciation. So that's really what I'm trying to uh, cover in, in the strategy, in the Dividend Insider newsletter and um I think Target is is a great example on this because I don't think Target is drastically different business model today than four years ago. The difference is that no Mr. Market was playing us a trick and no one wanted it, but it's the same business in my mind. You got Target at fifty bucks, Jesus! I wish yeah. I wish I I wish I was interviewing you then. I mean yeah. that would have been that would have been perfect, <laughs> um, and I'm sure that would have went out in your newsletter uh, had your newsletter been around. So if anybody is interested in getting um, that kind of uh, insight into dividend producing stocks. If you're not someone who's in physical real estate, this is a way to have some kind of paper and digital real estate. Um, and clearly he's a, he's a master at finding some underpriced properties in the stock market. So thank you for joining us, Morton. Um, and I hope to have you on next time. Yeah, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it and I would be love to come back. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. If you're interested in creating a lifelong income with dividends, make sure you visit at Dividend Club on Instagram Grab his ebook and use all the resources he provided in the link in his bio. You can change your life by starting with just one stock. Tweet me your favorite dividend stock and I'll shout you out in tomorrow's episode. Be well and remember, as you begin searching for your answers to life's challenges, don't seek security. Seek adventure. Adventure.